Okay. Whole bunch of shit to cover. I got a lot to talk about. Sit tight. What's good? It's your boy, Howie Snickers, and this is the Dirty Mouth Podcast. Let's get straight into it. Uh, I want to talk about fantasy sleepers, but let's just go down this list. What does this have in common? D. Ford, George Kittle, Jamison Crowder, Chris Godwin, Philip Lindsay, Desmond Trufant, Galladay, A.J. Brown, Jack Doyle, and Alshon Jeffrey. All of them are injured, and you need somebody to fucking put in your lineup. So here's some suggestions. I say, I'm high on Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe special shout-out to Traquan Smith. But with the Michael Thomas injury and him being out for a few weeks and Breeze clearly spreading the ball around, I think it's going to be high stock on Monday night against the Raiders with uh, Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to have a good game. Quote me on it because I'm going to come back on this one. And I say that he scores at least two touchdowns and gets you some good points off your bench. Okay, Traquan on the other side, for a fact, is at least going to get six to seven receptions. Guaranteed. I don't put it past. Another person that you should watch out for is Robbie Anderson in Carolina against Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know if they've gelled yet as a unit. But honestly, I think that he's sneaky fast, and in the system that works for him, him and Bridgewater are going to connect all year. He's going to at least have 100 yards. And if you need somebody quick, fast, in a hurry on your fantasy, try to grab him off the waiver wire before he fucking disappears. Speaking of Tampa Bay, Gronk is slow. Gronk is old. I think it's a bust. If you have him in your lineup, get rid of him. I think O.J. Howard is the next guy. And seeing the fact that Carolina does not have a secondary, I think your best bet is to pick him up off the waiver wire. O.J. Howard will have a spectacular game. I put money on that one. That's a guarantee. With Chris Godwin being out, there's going to be a lot of the ball being spread to Mike Evans and maybe a double tight end set. But here's the thing. Carolina has allowed 20-plus points in 13 consecutive games. And that really fucking grinds my gears, seeing I'm a Panthers fan. And yet again, I have to sit and wait and trust this process that they have going on of somehow developing a new franchise team. Because as it stands, we fucking suck. And I don't know if they know that or not. I see we're trying to grab people. We fucking pick up the Jets cornerback that was a first-team All-Pro and now looking for work? I'm confused. We have him on the practice squad now? I say, lace him up. It depends. Show out, practice. I'm saying if you're uh, covering our best receiver on the team, then why can't he do that when they go against Tampa Bay? That's just me. I don't know. I'm just talking my shit. Oddly enough, I'm extremely high on you guys starting Gardner Minshew. But let me explain why. For the first time ever of a passer rating above 95 with three touchdowns and no interceptions, 
And week one, I think that he's only going to excel against Tennessee, and that is a division game, and he's going to have to show out. Now, Tennessee's uh, spruced up their defense, adding Jadavian Clowney. But honestly, I think that the Jaguars have had their number for quite some time now. It's neck and neck. They're division rivals. You never know with that guy. Another sleeper that I like here is Justin Jefferson against the Colts. He didn't really get his time to shine. He's a rookie. But I'm sure Cousins is going to want to spread the ball around against Indianapolis. Uh, The Colts aren't really a good team so far on paper from what I'm seeing from the first week. And Rivers, I mean, Rivers is going to be Rivers. He's not the worst. He's not the best. Here, here's my analogy for Philip Rivers. All right. So you're young, right? And you go to your grandma's house every Christmas, every Thanksgiving. And she used to make this fucking bomb ass fucking dinner. I swear to God, you fucking talked that shit up. You hyped it up. You're like, yo, I can't wait to go to Nana's house because she makes the best fucking pumpkin pie. Then you get older and you go to her house and she makes the pumpkin pie and you take a bite out of it and you're like, what the fuck did this put bitch put raisins in this bitch, right? It's not what you fucking remember. I think it's a nostalgic thing. And we remember how Rivers used to be good back in the day. But today, currently, eh, which I was really, I was high on him because of that offensive line. But it's starting to show its true colors. However... I would put Paris Campbell in the fucking lineup. Now, when I look at Minnesota, I feel bad for that offensive line, especially when it comes to Dalvin Cook, because he has to make something out of nothing like half of the running backs in the NFL. But then again, that's what separates the elite from the good. There was so much sports going on today that my fucking head is spinning. I literally could not keep up. I sit here, I have a tablet, I write down my notes, what I want to say, I want to get my thoughts out. I see you guys are asking me to talk about baseball, you guys are asking me to bring up hockey, how they're in the Stanley Cup Finals with a score of 4-1 with the Dallas Stars against the Tampa Bay Lightning to lead the series 1-0. Here's my thing, I can't get to that yet, and here's why. Because there was a UFC fight and that caught my attention. Now, I'm not going to fucking lie. I didn't see this fucking fight. Why might you ask? First of all, I don't pay for fucking fights. I don't know if uh, the CIA is listening to this bitch right now, but they're about to find out that I fucking watched this shit illegally. So I guess I'm going to get arrested for that one because no way in fuck I was going to pay for the fucking YouTube highlights I saw of Colby Covington and Woodley. First of all, my boy Chris, shout out Ween, hit me up and said, yo, Kobe just came out to a fucking Kurt Angle theme song. So I thought, my nigga, that's an automatic fucking L, all right? (laughs) Nobody's going to watch this motherfucker fight. I'm sorry. I can't stand him. He gets on my fucking nerves. He needs to get fucking chin checked again. Matter of fact, that's going to be the fucking cover art. His ass getting fucking mollywopped. Okay, I'm not going to lie. He had a good fucking fight. He did. He did. Woodley's washed. That motherfucker is done. I don't care who he's put up against. He's going to lose, so it's going to make the other guy look good. I'm watching. First round, he didn't even want to fucking touch gloves. I'm like, okay. So we already know where we're going with this shit. Now, ground and pound. Kobe dominated every round that I was fucking watching. I'm sorry. 
he had it down pat. As much as it pains my soul to say it, that's what the fuck happened here. I'm telling you right now, there's no way in hell Woodley would have won that fight, not even on no fucking technical bullshit. Covington had that down fucking pat. And every strike counts. I mean, this guy was getting blows. He was in the grapple. He had him in the fucking guillotine. And can I just point out how fucking awkward it is when the fucking crowd, there's no one there in the audience and you can hear the fucking trainers because of COVID. So no one's allowed to go to this fucking fantasy fight island and you can hear everything they're fucking saying. Then when they go to sit down in the fucking between rounds, they're fucking giving them their fucking pep talks and the cameras are on them. That's not weird to you, right? That shit like gets in my head a little bit. If I'm a fighter and I'm on the other side and I hear someone else's coaches telling them what the fuck to do, then I'm going at it and I'm ready because I already know what your fucking strategy is. Like, I don't know if you guys remember or not, Greg Hardy, the fucking Kraken, the motherfucker left the NFL. He played with uh, Dallas. He came from fucking Carolina. Now he's in the fucking UFC MMA fucking world and he's fucking fighting there. I've not watched a single one of those fights, but I read, he said that he heard what the fucking trainer was saying and he knew how to fucking beat his opponent. Now, I don't know why anybody wouldn't use that to their fucking advantage, but what really pissed me off is after Colby won, that speech, I don't know if you guys caught it, go on YouTube and look at his fucking after game fucking speech. So let me get this straight. You trained all year long. I mean, fucking strenuous activity. You are fucking, you have the best trainers in the fucking world. You fucking put your body through vigorous fucking events. You probably fucking threw up in the trash can from working out for fucking hours, fucking rebuilding your body, fucking cutting it down, reshredding it over again. You fucking got in that fucking ring and you put it all out there so you could suck the skin off a fucking Trump's dick. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is he fucking signing your checks, my guy? Because he doesn't fucking care. Any promotion, good promotion, bad promotion, it's fucking promotion. Now, we're not fucking stupid. And I don't know if he's trolling or not. I'm pretty sure he's fucking serious. He seems like a good old bootlicking American fucking boy, okay? So now, I probably lost some fucking viewers out there. I said what I fucking said. But I stand by it. I fucking stand by it. Fuck that motherfucker. And fuck you if you support 40 fucking five. There it is. Bitch, you're over here talking about fucking first responders and how they deserve the fucking praise and not fucking LeBron. LeBron's mind in his fucking business, my guy. He's not worried about you at all. I promise you. He probably fucking read that shit as he drank his red wine and he was about to whoop his son's ass for fucking smoking weed on fucking Instagram live store. Wait a minute. Let's hop into that real quick. So on Twitter, Bronny Jr. was trending because he was smoking some fucking reefer on IG. Now, here's the thing. I don't understand the stigmatism when it comes to uh, you're not allowed to smoke because it provides a bad image for the youth to see you doing that, but it's perfectly fine for people to get trashed. Stone cold, I hate to throw you under the fucking bus, but kids were fucking crashing their sodas together and pouring them down their throat and that's early stages of alcoholism. I don't know if you know that. We're not dumb. We knew it was beer. They didn't try to fucking censor that shit. That's why my fucking two boys play 
WWW2K and Stone Cold's on the game and it's rated T for fucking teen because the motherfucker drinks beer, right? Right. So don't tell me that weed is fucking bad for you while you motherfuckers are doing the DDT and telling people to fucking suck in and get it suspended for school and all he did was smoke some fucking mints. Good for you, Ronnie. Do your fucking thing. You don't have to prove shit to nobody. Go out there, ball out, and hopefully within the next couple of years, you can play with your fucking dad. Speaking of the fucked up shit that's going on in the fucking NBA community, allegedly, did you see the shit with Ty Lawson? And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because it's so fucking bizarre. And he's a UNC alumni. And I always follow after their careers to see what the fuck's going on with them. This motherfucker got banned from the Chinese Basketball Association because he posted about being in a strip club in China. Now, we all know China has an image to keep and they have to fucking represent themselves well. So they can't have anyone out here fucking letting them think that there's strip clubs in China. By the way, I didn't even fucking know he played over there because I don't pay attention to who's playing basketball in China. Maybe I should because I'm pretty sure they have a fucking statue for Marbury over there. He's like a fucking god. You remember that? I remember Tracy McGrady playing over there, and I remember there used to be a store. I cannot think of the name of it, but Marbury had a shoe, and they were called Starberries, and they were cheap. They were like 20 30 fucking dollars, and everybody was buying them, and I couldn't understand it. But I guess less is fucking more, right? Speaking of less, Gordon Hayward is back playing with the Boston Celtics, and they continue to have struggles in the third fucking quarter. Now, they won that game, but I'm really not fucking convinced because Miami is sneaky good. You know, uh, I think Kimba Walker and Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum all scored over 20 to help them get that win, but it wasn't close. And in the fourth quarter, Miami was only down by four, and they cut a 20-point lead. Miami's here to play. Like, Boston is not going to get an easy dub out of this team. They seem to be the ones that won't give up, just like on the other side. With Denver, I have high hopes for them. I wouldn't put money on either one of them. I mean, they keep fucking surprising everybody. But honestly, the safest bet here is L.A. Honestly, I'm not convinced by Boston. I I think that Miami wants it more. And I just saw a stat that just popped up about Tyler Hero and him being the youngest since Kobe Bryant to score 20 in the second half. That kid has a promising future ahead of him. I don't think that he's going to be an elite. I don't think he's going to be an all-star. But he's going to play his role, and he's going to play it well. He's going to be that wingman that they're going to need down and out. I don't know. uh, Five, six years down the line, there's going to be another big name in the NBA, and he's going to be a fucking teammate, and he's going to bail him out in the playoffs in the second round and a game seven with like 0.5 seconds on some Robert Ory shit, and they're going to talk about it for a few fucking weeks, and then everybody's going to fucking forget about him. However, I'm not discrediting this man for how good he fucking plays in the stretch. That's something that people don't pay attention to. Like the fucking journeyman, like Sean Battier, Shane Battier, these guys are good. These are the people that you want on your team. These are the people that are that spark that fucking get you guys going. Speaking of sparks, who would have thought that the Dallas Stars would have beat the Vegas Knights? Now, I'm going to be honest with you right now, and I'm going to speak from my heart and personal experience. I do not pay attention to professional hockey. 
Now, let me tell you why. Growing up, representation matters. I have children that are biracial, and I show them things to let them know that they're not the only people in the world that look like this. And I show them people that are successful that are also black and white, and people that are successful that are black, and people that are successful that are white. There was no representation for me as a child watching hockey. I showed zero interest in it at all whatsoever. When I watch football, I see fucking black athletes balling out. I say, yo, that could fucking be me one day. I watch basketball, top players in the NBA, black men balling the fuck out. I did not see that in NHL. By the time I was in my 20s is when Wayne Simmons played for the Flyers. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Nashville. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know I have hockey guys listening to me right now threw bananas at him. And I just thought about that. Like, there's no respect for me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can steer me in the right direction and tell me, yo, there's black hockey players that really fucking can play and you should pay more attention to them. But I'm telling you right now, it's not many. Give me off top five phenomenal black fucking hockey players and I'll tune the fuck in right the fuck now. If you can't do that, if you're giving me fucking wingmen, if you're giving me fucking small role players, then it doesn't count. Cut the shit. I'm talking top hockey players. Matter of fact, in the fucking Stars and the Lightning series, how many black fucking athletes are playing in those two teams? I'll fucking wait because I really want to know. And I'm not upset. I'm not angry or anything like that. I'm just thinking, like, there's literally no representation for me to watch that. Um, In closing, I just want to sum all this up. I'm really looking forward to the games tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to try to pump out as many podcasts as I can because I have so many thoughts and so many ideas that run through my head constantly, and I try to get them all out. And this is a perfect source for me to be able to express myself and fucking entertain and communicate with other people. Now, not saying that I'm always fucking right. If I said something wrong, Call me the fuck out on it. If you don't agree with what I said, call me the fuck out on it. I want to interact with people. I want to get fucking thoughts. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I know you want to do video chats and you want me to have a back and forth. But honestly, I don't think that I'm ready to do that at this point in time. If I'm not entertaining enough for you, then I can try another angle right now. But this shit, what I'm doing right now, this is for me. I enjoy this shit thoroughly. Dreams aren't going to come to you. You have to go fucking after them and chase them. And one thing that I'm extremely passionate about is fucking sports talk. We can shoot the shit all fucking day long, and I'm going to tell you how I feel and hold back no fucking punches. No bias here. I'm literally going to talk about who's the shit and who fucking isn't. What do I know? I'm just Howie Snickers, and I'm just here to talk my shit.